We are calling them the Zillas. Oh, <laughs> and, oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you uh, go to weddings often, this term gets thrown around a little bit, and it, it's called bridezilla, but we didn't want to be, like, focusing on the bride, so we're calling it the Zillas because it could be a groomzilla. I do always think it's quite interesting whenever I get emails from grooms <laughs> asking lots of questions. I'm like, oh, we've got a red flag groomzilla on our hands. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> I'm all for it. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning a perfect wedding. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. You're with Tim and Matt. Hey Matt, how are you buddy? G'day mate. I am doing pretty well for a Wednesday morning. Can't complain too much. And mate, guess what? What? Hit me. Episode number 50. Here we are. How good. 50. Wowza. (laughs) Who ever (laughs) thought we'd get here? (laughs) I know. After episode number one, we were like, oh no, what have we done? Oh, we should really <laughs> stop bringing attention to that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We should, it's our most popular episode, so we've got, oh, to, we've got to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should re-record it, make it sound full, like real good. And then, oh. um, yeah. And then just like post it there. No one will know any difference yeah. if you go well, all the way back you, to number one. If you want to laugh, if you want to have a listen, have a laugh, then uh, feel free to go back to number one. But mate, we'll see how far we've come from. <laughs> I know, Holy 50. Wild. Moly. Yeah. Absolutely mate, there's crazy. been a lot happening, hasn't there? There has been a lot. And t- even today, mate, like today's been absolutely crazy. I know this episode's going to be, you know, aired in a, in a couple of weeks, but we uh, released some huge news today that we have partnered with Studio Ninja. Massive, massive news. And if you haven't heard of Studio Ninja, we bloody love them. And uh, we're excited because you guys get a sneaky little discount. But on top of that, we've also created our first course tim and how is it is an experience <laughs> it was it was and it wasn't something that was necessarily planned i suppose may, maybe we another episode we can dive into like our thought process behind it but i suppose we didn't just want to be like yeah like we're an ambassador like here take our code get a discount like yes that's still offering value to you but i think we just wanted to take it a step further and provide those that are using Studio Ninja, you know, some solutions to the problems that we had. And those problems were, how do we set it up and how do we get it working as fast as possible so then we can continue doing the things that we do? And that's exactly what we did. We created a 75 video series that really walks you through exactly how to set up your Studio Ninja and how to really manage your process, your workflows, your email templates, like everything, contracts, every, <laughs> literally everything. Yeah. So absolutely amazing. If you want more information, we'll leave a link in the show notes so you can go check that out. And if you want to sign up to Studio Ninja, use our code, make it epic 50. Get yourself 50% off your first year, which is huge. So good. And I suppose the other thing we probably haven't mentioned too much is we also have a website now up and running. So make sure you check it out, makeitepic.com.au. We will be building on that website um, over the coming months and probably years knowing us. Always trying to put new content out there for people. At the moment, the bare bones is there. It looks pretty, pretty damn cool. I'm excited by it. And uh, the feedback so far has been pretty great too. So things are moving along. Episode 50 and there's a whole bunch happening. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that was a mountain to move, that website. It was definitely it, a mountain it was. to move. But I don't it think we realized how there. much work it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> always, mate. Yeah. Always. Yeah, um, always too much work. But let's let's have a chat about today. What are we talking about? Because this is a this is a juicy topic, man. Like this is a super, super juicy topic. And I think if you're if you are a couple, you are getting married, this might be a little bit triggering for some <laughs> And potentially or insightful (laughs) or insightful (laughs) I think it's going to be great it's pretty funny it is pretty funny as a a vendor I think you're going to get a lot of value out of this one and a bit of a laugh as well because you're going to be like "Mm, yep exactly I know (laughs) I know We're bringing out our uh, our inner, I don't know, psychic, psychologist, counsellor. Who knows what we're bringing out today? But today hey, we're did, talking about. Well, what were you going? What were we going to oh, say? Did, did you know? I I did a bit of I did a bit of psychology at uni. So um, did you? I did. I did. So well, this then, is uh this is why is this only come out now? You should be dropping this uh these golden nuggets before this. But anyway. <laughs> So today's actually a full episode just run by Tim because he's got a uni degree on it. No, <laughs> so De- today, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> today we are talking about uh, how personality affects how you plan your wedding or a wedding, and there's a lot that goes there's into lots this. To unpack. There, there is, is a lot yeah. to unpack. So um, strap yourselves in. <laughs> but like, th- think about it, right? Like every. Every person is different. Every couple is different. A couple has people with their like their intricacies, the things that really make them them, their you know their uniqueness and their personality traits, the things that they like, the things that they don't like, and merging that into planning an event like a wedding. Of course, you're going to get lots of opinions, lots of differences, but we wanted to really like highlight, I suppose, you know, the the nine personality types that that we see often and that we can like portray. And you know, like we're gonna roll through these and we're gonna actually drop some golden nuggets in terms of what type of vendor would that personality suit, right? Yeah, love it. And you know, maybe if you're planning your wedding, you'll realize pretty quickly maybe. Uh, you're that style of couple and that's how you can pivot your planning to, I guess, work in your favor. Or maybe if you're very early on and you're listening to this episode, you can work out maybe what vendor is perfect for you. So let's dive in. Let's let's not, let's not muck around because today's big and I'm excited and it's episode number 50 and we tend to ramble. So we're going to just get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> we tend to ramble. <laughs> all right. Number, number one, the thoughtful and metaculous planner. We all know who these are. Like these are the ones that these couples love a schedule. They love to be precise. And this is not just to say it is the bride. Like this can be the groom. It could be both couples both partners it could just be one partner it could be kind of a mix of the two but we are talking about a couple in general and the main traits within that couple creating a precise schedule and having a comprehensive checklist right like yeah it's it's definitely when it comes to like i guess the the meticulous planner part like that's obviously where the checklist comes important they don't miss nothing (laughs) you know it's all about making sure that they've ticked all those boxes, crossed all those T's and dotted all the I's, I suppose. And, uh, you know, like in doing that, you're ensuring, I suppose as well, like a seamless and a well-coordinated wedding, but it's carefully planned. Yeah, I, I do love working like with these, you know, these personality types. I do love working with a very thoughtful and meticulous planner because yeah. there's no stone left on turn. They have a lot of questions but they're very decisive as well. But yeah. they also don't 
that are, there's there's no rust decisions. So there's everything um, you know in terms of our questionnaires, um, in terms of like our workflow, everything that we send out to the couple is done on time. Um, it's not like it's a rush to get things done a month or two months out, which is which no. is quite nice. They also, I suppose, like they they know what they want from their wedding too, which like for me, I'm like, that's great. You know, like if you have a very yeah. clear vision, like as a vendor, that's amazing when people do, do have a clear vision. They know what the negotiables are, the non-negotiables are when it comes to like uh, their day. And I'm all about that. So I suppose that like if you are out there and that's uh, you're thinking, oh, this is me, what type of vendor suits you? Tell us, Tim. So it'll definitely be a vendor that's, a lot more confident that does have a very strict process has a strict workflow because these type of couples they expect a level of thoughtfulness and planning on your behalf as well so the expectations are quite high that you have a dedicated workflow that their needs are being met as well but they also want you you to make them feel comfortable they want to feel safe in the decision that they've made that they've hired someone that knows exactly what they are doing and someone that's very thoughtful in their approach to how they're dealing with their couples as well. Yeah, they also probably need like a high level of like communication as well. Like keeping that communication, I suppose, like chain open, always being, not always being available, but, you know, being quite responsive and making sure that like that, I guess, relationship with um with your couple and vendor is quite high. Yeah. So I, I definitely, for these type of couples, I definitely have more communication more questions and more emails from these couples. Is that the same for you? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like it. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing. I wish all couples did ask questions more often, you know, like I think that's probably just something just when I was just saying that then, like all of these are uh, personalities and stuff we're talking about today. Like none of them are right or wrong and there's no preference, I suppose, for us. It's more just who we're suited to. So don't take it oh, ex personally. Yeah, when, except when, one. When, there's there's we... one personality trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, one. yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll know that by the end of it. You'll, you'll understand which one we're, uh, we're ne negative towards. But also, we still have fun with them. So it's fine yeah. when they do yeah. turn up. Anyway, all right. Number two. Number two is the Zen couple, which I I think they're probably the couple that suit us a lot. They are pretty go with the flow opting for probably like more of that like intimate laid back kind of vibes focusing on like the moments and the connection you know these guys are, are my are my vibe <laughs> yeah yeah i love it like it they're not they're not necessarily fussed on like on the small details which is you know which is comforting um they really understand that their wedding day is like an intimate and a special day for them, their partner, their family, their friends. And that's really noticeable on the wedding day. But it can also cause a little bit of a little bit of mayhem with the planning as well. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a, there's a little bit more work um, that your yeah. vendors need to do to account for, you know, some of the things that may be missed because look, usually there's one partner that's a little bit more zen than the other. And there's a bit of a carefree attitude. But the planning can be a little bit hectic because maybe they haven't thought about certain things which your photographer, your videographer, your caterer, your planner need to need to account for. They're probably the ones that um, when I have a meeting with them, I open up their client folder. And I'm like, oh, you haven't filled out any information yet for me. Thank you. That's <laughs> lovely. And they're like, oh, well, I didn't know I needed to. Or, oh, I didn't realize that I had to do that yet. Like my wedding's not for like six weeks or eight weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. They're usually the ones that are, are like that. They've got a pretty carefree attitude. They're pretty relaxed when it comes to the day itself too. And 
Yeah, well, so I was, I was going to say, like, what, what type of vendors will the, will the Zen couple <laughs> suit, my friend? Yeah, like, I think they're all about vendors that can really adapt to any situation, um, you know, because at the end of the day, if they're carefree and they're just going with the flow, as a vendor, we need to be able to probably match that um, that vibe. But then also at times, we need to adapt and probably maybe push them in a direction where it's like, hey, we need yeah. to do this now. 100%. You know, so there still needs to be some sort of, like, authority f- I suppose from the vendor, if that yeah. makes sense. I'm glad you said that because, like, even though like the couple will be chill, and more than likely, like the the bridal party, wedding party will be chill as well. But as a photographer or videographer, like or creative on the day, yes, you need to like match that energy. So it's important that you, as like as a vendor, you're have you have a chill attitude as well. But you also need to really think about how can you influence those moments to get mm. what you need to get or influence those moments to to really elevate their wedding experience as well because it may be a banging sunset but they're not gonna they're not gonna think like oh maybe we should like go over there so it's gonna come down to choosing vendors that you vibe with and i think for these couples it's it's finding people that they get along with that they can have fun with but also know how to direct exactly what they need when they need it. They probably are a lot more trusting on the vendor, I suppose, as well. 100%. In the sense of like, yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, you do this all the time. I just, whatever you think, you know, and that's a that's a pretty common statement, I would say, from um, a lot of people. So, yeah, Zen couples, I don't Love know them. if I'm going to be, I'm going to be biased. They're probably, I don't know, I enjoy the Zen couple. I'm a vibe. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, number three. Number three Num- is the... Number three. The aesthetically focused couple. Mm. Interesting, right? So the old Pinterest, are... Instagram, social media lover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So high fashion, intricate details, focus is really on the look. Um, and they're really willing to spend a fair bit more to get the to get the best, right? Yeah. But there is I suppose they're they're really trying to incorporate the latest trends, um, and contemporary ideas. But the downside is they worry about everything. Yeah. The stress is on the small details, the little things. So really, I suppose, what type of vendor would, you know, the aesthetically focused couple suit? Yeah, I think the the vendor that's potentially a bit more coming from a high-end look can manage the expectations, manage the expectations of the couple and exceed those expectations as well. Like these couples probably have a quite high standard and that's okay. You know, like they're probably not the, probably not going to suit the vendor who's like, hey, let's get your dress and let's run through this open field full of cow poo and mud. You know, like that's not that that's not the vibe. So they're probably going to have to be a little bit more meticulous when it comes to maybe like placements of the dress or the suit or, you know, just the little details and it probably are striving for perfection themselves too. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. Right, let's, let's move on. Number four, the traditionalist. Tell us about that. Yeah, I suppose the traditionalist is like, it's still everybody has a, some sort of traditional aspect to it. But when it comes to the traditionalist, we decided that it was kind of someone that was a bit more like honoring family traditions and culture and like really celebrating the timeless rituals. And, you know, like, I guess your parents may have done or your grandparents may have done in the past. They're quite influenced by their family and friends. And that's okay. You know, there are definitely couples and, you know, I've shot weddings before for people that are like, hey, we want to do this because mum and dad did it. Or we want to do this because our grandparents did it. Or my auntie said I should do this. And that's okay. 100%. I love tradition. I love culture. I love some of my, I suppose my favorite wedding in the past year has probably been some of those ones that are full of 
some traditional and cultural aspects. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I suppose like it, it comes down to as well how how much of an influence does the tr- tradition have on your wedding day that you know may not suit exactly what you want as well. So, and these are the little things that we that we talk about. But what type of vendor would the traditionalist suit? Yeah, I think like obviously it needs to be someone that understands some sort of the tradition. Maybe not even uh, understands it, but at least is willing to take the the advice and the information about their tradition on board from the couple. Maybe someone that's keen to do some like research towards it as well. So I know for me, like for instance, when I shot my I shot an Indian, um, Sri Lankan Hindu wedding at the end of the year, start of this year, I suppose, over New Year's. Um, And for me, like I had no idea what was going on. And I made sure on the day that I made friends with one of the aunties who fed me (laughs) a lot of information as things were happening. I did some research before. To be honest, it was an interesting one because the couple also had never been to a Hindu ceremony themselves either. So it was fully set up by the parents. So it was a crazy, the ceremony went for four hours. It was wild. It was so different to what I'm used to. But, you know, like, I guess who does it suit? I would say someone who's happy to put in the effort to learn a little bit about the tradition and also someone who, I guess, values the connection between not only the couple, but the families and the tradition itself. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. So, I think, like, yeah, definitely a vendor that, you know, is willing to build a connection with the couple and, you know, a connection to like that tradition and really find out what is important for them so that they can capture that the best that they can or provide uh, the best service that they can. So... Yeah, amazing. Let's move it on. Number five is the, the DIYer. <laughs> Love the DIYer. this one. I feel like every wedding has some sort of... To a degree, yeah. ...aspect of a DIYer, regardless of, you know, what level of wedding you're attending or you're having. But it's definitely someone that, you know, values, uh, I suppose, like, potentially saving a bit of money, being a bit thrifty. Yeah. I feel like these people, like, you know, they just don't, like, they want to make sure that they're saving some dollars where they can. And they want to have aspects of the day that are sentimental to them because they put the effort in to create it. So, that, yeah, like, willing, willing to save, like, a few dollars to, and by doing things handmade, but also potentially, like, choosing, like, more, like, sustainable, eco, eco-friendly practices, potentially, like, vendors as well. But a lot of them are integrating like sustainability into parts of their wedding, but they, they just want to potentially make sure that things have a personal touch, that they yeah. have had a, a, a say or they've had an input or they, they've done something that's contributed to an aspect of their wedding planning, which I think is pretty special. Yeah, I do also think that sometimes the DIY, is, from my experience, is like they put a lot of pressure on themselves though too, like because oh, they sure. they're creating all these things. Like uh, on the weekend, like a couple other uh, bride was like, "Oh, I hope you're loving your napkins because I just handmade ninety of them for you, and I was running out of time, and I did it all like three days ago." I'm like, man, that's so stressful to do three days before your wedding to like put that pressure in yourself. Like, and then there's other people who were like saying, "Oh, I." did all the flower arrangement myself and yesterday morning I got up at 4am or 3am to go to the flower markets. I've never been to the flower markets before and I created all these bouquets with my family and friends and this morning I was here setting up before I got my makeup done or before I got dressed in my suit. Like that stuff, there's a lot of pressure on you guys to do that. So that's definitely the DIYer. But uh, tell us, Tim, who does the DIYer suit when it comes to being a vendor? 
So th- this is this is a tough one because a, a DIY they can be more. That's why I made you say you, it. You put me. <laughs> yeah, you really put me on the spot because there can be a DIY in different you know different ends of the market here. But I suppose like on the on the cheaper end, like a potentially suit a vendor that's kind of on the cheaper side as well, which is completely fine. But you've also got DIYs that are willing to sacrifice certain aspects within their planning or sacrifice something to get their dream vendor. Um, which is which is completely fine. Like that's that's happened as well. Perhaps that they they value having photos and videos over a, a potentially a you know a nicer venue or um or the food, right? So if we've been to weddings where it's you know potentially an Airbnb, but they valued getting amazing photos and videos over having a high end um like cocktail hour and high end entertainment things like that. So it's yeah. There's a there's bit more to, to yeah, yeah. There's a bit more to the DIY just because they're on different ends, and there's probably if you're a DIY, you you probably can relate to another personality type as well. Hundred percent, definitely. All right, I feel like we've wrapped that one up, and I'm excited for the next one. If you can't hear my voice already, the next one, number six, we are calling them the Zillas. Oh, <laughs> and, oh, oh um, man, oh man. <laughs> so. <laughs> If you uh, go to weddings often, this term gets thrown around a little bit and it, it's called bridezilla, but we didn't want to be like focusing on the bride. So we're calling it the Zillas because it could be a groomzilla. I do always think it's quite interesting whenever I get emails from grooms asking <laughs> lots of questions. I'm like, oh, we've got a red flag groomzilla on our hands. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, maybe he's been forced into making some decisions and uh, reaching out. But oh, get, the, uh, the- get the old um, unbooked email out. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the Zillas, mate. Who tell us what this personality type is? So, a Zillas is probably the Zillas. The Zillas is probably <laughs> a combination of some of the personality types from from a, what we've mentioned previously. But it just takes one one thing, one thing to unleash the beast to completely <laughs> one short nerve. That really just absolutely puts, you know, the, the Zilla on edge and that's it. Like beast is out and it's, yeah, it's, it's gone. I'm I'm thinking like, like I'm thinking like the Hulk and She-Hulk kind of like combined here with like wearing like wedding outfits. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like they, they want everything from everyone and they want it now. And I I think like at this stage, like in, in my business, at least it's quite like obvious to tell a, a Zilla personality type. Sometimes though, sometimes it starts off like, you know, we're, sometimes we're it thinking, does. Yeah, sometimes it does. Sometimes it does start off in the Zen couple era, you know, it might go to the aesthetically focused and then next minute something's something's hit the wall <laughs> and uh there's there's some punches being thrown, you know, and uh the zillas are out and uh that's okay, you know, like and for me I would say that like most of the time these are manageable with experience. If you're a vendor out there Definitely. and you do have a Zilla, like just you like lean on your experience. Um Sometimes with Zillas as well, it's like showing a little bit of like authority, I suppose. And like authority is a right, like the right word, but it, taken, it can yeah. be taken out of context. But look, I'll, um, I'll give an yeah. example. I've, I had a wedding recently. It was, it was quite high in wedding um, and there was almost zero communication. And I really needed to, you know, for, for my stories, like storytelling, my way of filmmaking, I really need to know things about, about the couple. I need to know their story. And I really wasn't getting that communication. So uh, I had to send an email, I'm like, look, we need to have a chat. Uh, we need to have it now. Like it's, you know, wedding's a couple of weeks out. 
and I got a, got on a call with this couple and really just like went through like what are the problems, what's like are they what are the issues that they're currently facing, and really like walked them through like okay like how can we how can we solve them, and a lot of it come down to exactly what they wanted to do on their wedding day. Um, they haven't necessarily done their like vows yet. Um, their celebrant is not. Um, it was not actually a celebrant. It was a, it was a pastor at the um, at the groom's school. So there was just vendors that haven't necessarily provided a lot of help in that aspect. So I had to walk them through that, and it was fine. It was absolutely fine. But I think potentially you can get a moment of like a Zilla personality type come out. But as a vendor, you I need just to love understand. The name. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like as a vendor, you need to understand that. It is, it is not, you know, it is not the couple, like it is not them, like as people, um, it's situational. And as a vendor, you need to be able to solve that problem and you need to figure out like how best mm. can you really create an environment that can allow the, the Zillas to open up to you and work out a solution to what they're currently facing. Absolutely. And so I think if you're a vendor out there or, you know, if you're listening to this and you're feeling a bit bridezilla-ish and you're like, what do I, or sorry, zilla-ish, not bride, I shouldn't say that. But if you're feeling a bit Zillerish, like maybe the vendor that suits you the best is someone that you think can adapt, uh, someone that you think you do wholeheartedly trust. I think that trust comes into this a lot as well. And someone that you feel like you can communicate with without them going a bit crazy and over the top, if that makes sense. And I'm saying like, you know, like someone that you feel like you can email and say, hey, these are my problems. Can you help me? You know, someone that feels like they can communicate well with you. If you're a vendor, you need to make sure that you're communicating, you're reaching out and you're putting out those, I suppose, potential spot fires as they are happening. So, and, and it, it can be a little bit of a giveaway, like if there's, you know, this type of um, personality type coming out before the wedding, on the wedding day could be, you know, something that goes wrong that completely just sets it off. Um, and really you need a vendor that can manage that process. And that's yeah. not afraid to tell you or the couple or either of you to just have a think about what is happening right now and how your attitude could affect the rest of your day. And is it really worrying about, I don't know, the the napkins are the wrong color? Um, guess I'm going to care about that. But that may be something that could trigger you and that can have influence on the rest of your wedding day. So it really, I think for this personality type, it's important to choose vendors that have a very strict process, but also... Don't necessarily back down either. Yeah, 100%. And aren't afraid to say what's on their mind in a certain moment to improve the attitude, the vibe, and the goodness that is happening on the wedding day. And everyone can do that. If you're a vendor out there, you should have confidence. You are the professional in the situation. Just really leverage on that experience. I, w I will say it, it is actually a very comforting thing having potentially like the, these personality types where there is a problem. And as a vendor, you solve that problem for them. You really help them overcome that situation. It could be before the wedding day. It could be on the wedding day. But at the end of the day or at the end of that, that problem being solved, they actually come to you and thank you for doing what you do. And that has really helped elevate their experience. So I... Absolutely, all Tim, love. Tell love me, that. what's your favourite moment to capture on the day? Oof, oof! It has to be the moment all the hard work has paid off. You're now announced married, so the celebration can begin. And what better way to come down the aisle with some eco confetti popping like it's 2007? <laughs> 2007, you say? <laughs> well, funny you say that. Imagine a one-stop shop that can give you the opportunity to purchase all the little things that make your day epic. 
Well, the whole bride is your shop, offering everything from bridesmaids boxes, your umbrellas, confetti cannons, even some sparklers and a whole lot more. Uh, even fluffy slippers? Yeah, mate, even the fluffy slippers for those toes of yours. <laughs> well, do not miss out on making your wedding day epic. Check out The Whole Bride and use our code EPIC15 to receive 15% off The Whole Bride store. As a service-based industry and, that, you know, for like everyone that's in the wedding industry, that's what we are. We're a service-based industry. We should... Our motto, our why of what we do should be to solve problems for couples. And I know that sounds really strange, but if you think about it, what we're doing is the couple has a problem. They don't have a hairdresser. They don't have a makeup artist. They don't have a caterer. And you are being hired to solve that problem. Therefore, you are the one that has the power in this situation of you know, knowledge and experience and trust. So just make sure that you keep that confidence going when it comes to the wedding day itself and when... Things do arise that usually out of our control, use your experience, leverage on that and really show the couple, I guess, turn them back into like, put it back into reality. Yeah. Don't just be like, throw in the towel and be like, oh, they're a Zilla and walk away. <laughs> not going to yeah, end well. it's not. It's not going to fix the problem. Anyway, I feel like that's enough about Zillas. We love them. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy shooting <laughs> with them. Um, please don't leave me any bad reviews. All right. So um, number seven. I also love this this terminology too. Uh, the shipwrecks. Explain to me what the shipwrecks are, Tim. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. And the shipwreck, those couples that are nervous at the thought of being the center of attention, right? They love getting emotional, but low key, they need to bring a spare change of uh, spare change of undies and potentially a Valium. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, should we tell the story? We I feel like we can. It's yeah, been a, it's yeah, been a we can tell while. the story. We've had, we won't be specific, but we've had couples in the past that um, literally have to plan out their day so that they can take Valiums at the correct time. Let's just yeah. put it that way. They, like, they, need, they need a break. So yeah, they, yeah. they need a break throughout the day, which is completely fine. I think for the first, yeah, the first wedding that I did, I was like, okay, well, breaks are super, if you want to break, hell yeah, let's, that's fine. Like if that's going to help elevate your experiences, that's going to calm you down, then we'll do, we'll do that. But it's, it's interesting as a like creative to also like witness and, and manage that process as well. Yeah. They, it usually is like a little bit, almost get the like paper bag out, having to blow into it too, because you're a bit like overwhelmed by the situations as well. So Look, I think that the schedule definitely needs to be flexible when it comes to these people. If you are a creative, you need to have a no pressure approach. You need to make sure you're giving them time and space when necessary, but also just reassuring them. Like, you know, don't be scared to communicate. Going back on what we were just talking about before with the Zillas, use your knowledge, your experience, and like, I guess your authority and like really talk to them and reassure them that the situations they're going into aren't that bad. For me... Most of the time, it's like most couples are so nervous about the speeches. Yeah. Like you, I, you really I spoke need to a couple the it. other night and this dude's just like, oh, I'm just pooping myself, hey, because I'm so, so nervous about the speeches. Like, you know, saying my vows, saying my speech and like to the point where he's like, my partner, she's going to jump up with me and we're going to sit there. Like we're going to do this speech together because I don't want to do it by myself. And like, that's a great way for you to realize and maybe put, put it out there into the world and uh, maybe brainstorm how you can get over that nervous energy yeah yeah so I, I i think it's important like you have a warm and inviting nature in in this aspect as well 
But it's, it's pretty funny when like, you know, <laughs> a Valium's popped and you see like nervousness turn into hype. Let's go. Let's party. Yeah, ADD. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's when you know like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's get it going. Hurry up. We've got five minutes to contain this energy. Let's roll. Um, so... I suppose we kind of touched on it, but let's just be real specific. So, like, what vendors does the shipwrecks suit? The shipwrecks will definitely suit a vendor that that really understands the needs of the couple and that's aware of, like, potentially the triggers or the, the social triggers around around that. So, again, not doing this on the day of actually understanding, talking to your couples, knowing, you know, the things that they have a hard time with and how you can help manage that. Because at the end of the day, as Matt said, you are providing the service. You want to make sure that provide the best service possible. And if the best service possible is ensuring that they have adequate breaks throughout the day, even if it means sacrificing potentially what you need to capture or do as part of your your service, but it's better for the couple and it's going to allow them to have a, a better day. So it's understanding that, you know, you can be a high person when you need to, but you also need to manage the energy and be flexible with your approach as well. Absolutely. Love that. And I feel like this probably leads into number eight for us, which is the introverts. And it kind of is a little bit around the like the shipwrecks, I suppose, but the introverts probably take it to a new level in terms of their communicating with other people, the way that they act on the day. They really, really need their time and space and they probably... I would say they probably really suit a timeline that kind of works in with their needs and how they're feeling at the time. I have a really good example of this. I'm shooting a wedding probably by the time this episode comes out, I probably either I've just shot it or it's just about to shoot it. And this couple are like, I know that I need X amount of time between the ceremony and the reception. And I also know that I don't want to have heaps of people at my ceremony because I'm going to be too nervous and I'm also going to be too introverted. I'm not really keen on public speaking. I don't want to stand up there and say my vows in front of everybody. So they're just going to have their family there, like immediate family at the ceremony. They're going to go and we're going to actually have a break between the ceremony and when the reception starts. And we're going to do a few photos just before the reception starts. But there's going to be like a two or three hour break in the middle of the day for them to decompress. And that is something that I'm like, I at the at first I'm like, why are we doing this? And then the more that we spoke about it, the more they realized that this was something they needed to do so that they could get through the entire day and into the reception uh, and enjoy themselves. And I'm like, props to you guys. Give yourselves a pat on the back. I absolutely love that because you actually have sat down, you've realized what you needed to do to make your day better, and you've implemented that. Even if you're a bit like, this is not normal, and we know it's not normal. Um, I just yeah. want to say what irks me is like when you know you need to do something, but you won't do it because you think that your vendors do it a different way every other day of the week. Like be confident. Don't, yeah. Don't communicate with your yeah, vendors just tell like, us. what your problems are. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell us. And you know what? I'm so excited by this wedding because they're doing it this way. Yes. We're not doing a ceremony in the ideal lighting. Yes. We may not be able to do all of the portraits in the perfect time. And yes, there'll be some downtime in the middle of the day, but the day is going to be so much better because you've listened to how you feel, you know how you work as a human and you're doing things that you do on a daily basis to get through the day. And I'm all about that. Your wedding day should not be controlled by anybody. Do things that are unique to you for the reason that is for you. Yeah. Could not set it better myself. It's well done and wholeheartedly agree. I think that is super, super important that if you feel 
if you feel a little bit of nervousness or anxiety around, you don't need to be necessarily a complete introvert, but like if you do feel some anxiety or, or nervousness around saying your vows or doing a first dance, like talk to your vendors. There's other things that we can, that we can do, you know, and like having private vows is something that's, that's completely, completely possible. And we absolutely love doing that. I prefer yes, you, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like I, there, there is, uh, like, obviously you do have to say your legal, like legal vows, like the, I do take you, um, during your ceremony. I but... do take you. <laughs> Look, I'm not, a, I'm not a celebrant. I'm not a celebrant. Don't judge me. <laughs> but, but like, I absolutely love the fact when you can be completely honest and say, look, you know, we're going to do the ceremony. We're just going to say like our basic vows, but we want to say our own like private vows, like at a later time during the day, we've just asked. And you know, that you, I think that's something really special. And the fact that, you know, that's, that's exactly what you want. And these are things like I, and I know you do as well. Like we try and ask these questions like throughout the booking process to really get you to think about these things as well, because like, it's not a, you know, like as we've spoken about these personality types, like all these different personality types have a different approach in, in how a vendor should really communicate with them. Um, and it's not a one size fits all. So, and it's as a vendor, like as uh, for me as a filmmaker, I'm trying to figure out like what, are, what's going to be the things that are really going to elevate your day and make your day, you know, more unique to you. But it's also understanding what type of person, personality type are you so that I can adapt the questions I ask to better suit you. Absolutely. I also feel like these introverted people probably wish they'd eloped, <laughs> to be honest. Um, oh, for sure. 100%. All, the, all my elopements that I tend to do, especially when it's like a, a quote unquote proper elopement, meaning like it's just them by themselves or maybe it's just them with their like two friends that have come to be witnesses. Like these people tend to uh, be quite introverted. They're probably not keen on being center well not even probably they're definitely not keen on being center of attention there are some elopements out there that people are doing it because they love the adventure side of things but i would say it's more common to have people that are quite introverted and laid back and relaxed and not that keen on having a big spotlight on them uh so what what like we kind of touched on already about what vendor suits these introverted kind of Look, it's it's probably a vendor that's that's not necessarily like in your face and very direction. It's it's a vendor that can, you know, really make the introverts feel comfortable and like adapting their style because we're, we're talking about a, a range of factors that's that's included in the introvert personality trait. But it's being able to adapt with the certain specifics of each, of each couple as well. Um, but more importantly, understanding when enough is enough as well yeah love it it's uh definitely definitely important skill to have as a vendor and i feel like out of all of these things like and every single one we've been speaking about so far the most important probably trait as a vendor to have to deal with a wide range of personalities and people is being able to adapt to any situation and i think the more as business owners that we can adapt the better our business will flourish yeah definitely Definitely. Awesome. Well, All mate, right. we've re- we're we're up to the last one, and um, you know, this is this is potentially uh, you know, this is this is my favorite. I think that's your favorite as well. Yeah. Tell us who it the is. Total, the total the total opposite to the introvert. It's probably more down the the extroverted route, but we've called them the party people. It's definitely the fun vibes that we like to get from our couples when we can, and you know, these people are 
all about having fun. They're super focused on like, I suppose what's important to them, like their family and their friends and then yeah. making sure well, that it's, it's getting not on the s- dance floor. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But th- yeah. this is not to say the other personality trait don't don't in- introduce an element of fun in their day. Oh, not um, at all. No. This is, this is to really talk about the people that just want to get onto the dance floor and get the day done. The, the formalities for them are quite low on uh, the agenda. They want to smash them out. If yep. anything, they don't want to do them at all. Um, they would rather get no photos than miss cocktail hour or something like that. They want to get the, you know, the champagne flowing. They want to get the cocktails out. They want to get the beers going. Um, they, they want but, to but have they a good want to have time. the connection. They want to have a good yeah. time, but they want to have the connection with family and friends over staged moments. Yeah, 100%. They don't want to feel like they have to be posed into a certain position. They want to move around. Like, there's a lot, I suppose for these guys, like, there's a lot more focus on the, like, the communication and having fun over the capturing of specific moments. And that's so so fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, as as a, uh, like, the vendor that would suit this, I know we're, like, jumping ahead, but, like, this is people that are very socially aware and, you know, are a, a hoot, right? Are a bit of fun, like, in general. Probably an extroverted, an extroverted vendor, I would say. Like, someone who's happy to get out there, say their two cents, enjoy them, like, jump into the party, cr- continue to create that good vibe. But I yeah. think if you're not, if you're not, if you're a vendor that is quite introverted, like, I know a lot of vendors that are introverted day to day, but when a wedding comes along, they're out, they're about, they're keen, they're partying, they're having the best time ever. And then once the wedding's finished, yep. they go back into their shell and have to have a week off to be able to like recuperate. Yeah. And that's okay. But I think it's important to have some sort of extroverted vibe as a vendor to suit couples that just Definitely. want to party. Do you want to know my favorite kind of like trait with the, with the party people? Tell me. I was gonna say no. Tell but me. Was I was gonna I was gonna say no, and then I was like, "Oh, no, I can't say no because it'll just shut him down." So tell me, Timothy. I'm very interested. Please enlighten me. <laughs> it's it's the fact that you know the party people they can, they can be detail focused to a degree, but they are dressed for practicality. <laughs> yes, so true. Or they have a second dress for practicality or suit or yes. something like that. Yeah. You know, so they think about it. Like, so well, I guess what we're saying is like sometimes people who are keen, not so keen to party, their attire is potentially a little bit restrictive. And the people that are keen to party know that they need to be able to move around. They know that they need to be able to get down and dirty with it. They don't probably care so much about running through the open field and the poop and the, you know, all of that goodness. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah we've we said poop. You've said poop twice, twice. I'm like, we, we don't take you running for a cow poop fields. Um, <laughs> we, we, we definitely don't do that. I don't know. But... But the party people don't mind if their dress gets dirty. The party yeah. people don't mind, you know, if there's a like a, a scuff mark. Like I have an example. Uh, <laughs> holy hell, do I have a uh, a story? So um, is this what irks yeah. Tim, or is this just an example? No, it's not. Not what irks. Oh. It's just. A, it's just. A, <laughs> it's just a pretty funny story. So <laughs> it was a couple of years ago now, but it was a bit, it was a quite a high end wedding, but. The, the couple were party people for sure. They just wanted to get portraits done. Like uh, they had a little esky cruising around. It was at a high end venue. They had like drinks flowing. It was good fun. And um, they wanted like some smoke bombs. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And the groom's brother dropped a smoke bomb on a $15,000 wedding dress and burnt a hole in the wedding dress. Yeah, good. That's what you want. Love that. But <laughs> do, you, do you think that ruined the mood? Nah, probably just escalated it, to be honest. Everyone was probably just having <laughs> the best time. 
Yeah, look, I think for most, like for most people, that would that would definitely cause some hundred percent some havoc. Um, and yeah, definitely cause some tense, uh, some tense moments. But for these guys, like they just rolled with it. They're like, sweet, like whatever, like it's happened, it's happened. Let's just uh, let's have another cocktail and uh, get back to it. So I think that that situation just shows the level of just the the level of care really that they just want to they praise a moment where they can have fun over worrying about the small things yeah it's probably something it's that like that specific moment probably is um something that everyone can take from you know like that example for you is like how good would it be if like we could all i guess yes things are wrong on a wedding day but how good would it be if we could all just kind of move on from those annoyances and downers that can happen on a wedding day and still enjoy it to its full capability like you know sometimes the little things do ruin wedding days and if we can get past that that'd be awesome we i feel like we just probably said oh we love party people the most but you know what at the end of the day sometimes we go to weddings and every single one of these nine traits comes out on a wedding day for every single couple and definitely the reason why i love to shoot weddings still and so often is the fact that Every wedding is different. Every personality type is different. And that's what makes every single wedding exciting and fun and different. And I'm all about that. I don't think any certain, um, you know, personality type for me personally that I am like, even though we jokingly say about the Zillas, I find the Zillas the, my, the, funny, the funniest one because it's always the comment that comes out a lot um, at weddings. And I would wholeheartedly believe that I enjoy shooting every single one of these personality types. They all have a place. And I think it's important for you guys just to know, you know, like what kind of personality type you have and where you fit on a wedding day um, and how you can make it suited to you depending yeah. on how you feel. Maybe the next one we should do is um, personality traits for wedding vendors. <laughs> Yes, we should write that down. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love, yeah, yeah, absolutely love working working with all these. Um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I have a favorite. I think I work with a range of these, but more so, it's just understanding. Like for me, I find it you know quite rewarding that I can understand this personality trait and better tailor their experience so they have absolutely. a better client experience and. At the yeah. end of the day, they have the most amazing wedding day because like, I think sometimes as a vendor, you can be like, I know exactly what you need to ensure that I can elevate your experience. And if you can do that and not expect praise, then hats off to you because yeah. I, I, th I think it's a special, it's a special um, trait as a vendor to have, to be able to- It takes know, time. Yeah. To be able to direct that. But yeah, it, it definitely does, does take time. So apologies in advance if you were triggered at all by one, two, or potentially some of, some of these personality traits. But this is not to say, you know, this is your trait as a person in general. This is just to say, say like during wedding planning, it does bring out, sometimes it brings out the worst in this, but hopefully we can show that it can actually bring out the best in you as well. So I was going to say, before you move along and wrap it up, maybe just tell us uh, what type of personality trait were you when you were doing your wedding? Oof, I... Out of the nine, out of the nine, pick one or two. You uh, two. I was, I was the Zen for sure. Zen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was Kate, was Kate the Zen too? No, Kate was definitely not the Zen. <laughs> Hell, no way, man. <laughs> no way. Please say Zilla. Please say Zilla. No, no, she oh. was no, she she wasn't a Zilla. Um, she was she she was the meticulous planner, the thoughtful and yeah, meticulous okay. planner. So yeah. yeah, she she has a, an event background. So she wanted to know every single detail. She didn't really trust me with um, any aspect of the planning, really. 
She was one that was always over overshadowing. And this is the thing, like within within a couple, you could have that two, three, four, like you could have a, a combination of different uh personality traits within his. Yeah. Oh, what, absolutely. What were you? What were you? I think uh, I think I know. Definitely Zen was in there. There was a little bit of um a little bit of traditionalist and DIY because we got married at uh Jess's grandparents' farm. And so that was pretty special. So like there was that traditional aspect to that too, because a lot of people but had been you were already the family a wedding planner. Yeah, a wedding uh, sorry, planner. Yes. A wedding planner. So, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I, 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 inter- shooting, yeah. I interrupted you talking. Um yeah. So continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I was already shooting weddings. Um, I wasn't shooting them at the level that I was shooting at them post my wedding, I suppose. So at the time of our wedding, like it was in 2020, I was kind of like in that in-between stage and then COVID screwed us up a little bit. So, uh, but like definitely shoot like, I suppose 2021, 2022 was like a monster couple of years. And that's when I shot a lot more, but I had a lot of experience. I knew what I wanted. So I suppose without thinking about it, maybe I did have the the planner part of like the meticulous planner part of it and Jess definitely had the thoughtful part of it because she was worried about like family and friends and what was going on there as well so all of that plus a little bit of DIY because it was at the farm for the reception and like cocktail hour and stuff like that so yeah like I suppose for us there was a wide range of um, personality traits but I think all in all, the Zen couple definitely was there because we had to cancel our wedding because of uh, COVID. So yeah, right. all of our original plans got pretty much thrown in the bin and then it was like, all right, well, we just got to get married and turned in like it pretty much forced us <laughs> to become very Zen um, and just be able to get married regardless yeah. of whatever I, the situation was. I feel like if I got married now, like obviously to Kate again, um, you know, it, it would be it would be different. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be different because like I got married super young man like not not super young but I was fairly young I was fairly young coming up to my eight year anniversary couple months so I'm gonna have to plan for that oh, I was gonna I throw I you under the bus like tell us the date Tim yeah plan, I was gonna say do, do, do you want me to tell you the date I can tell you the date yeah just go get the plan just go get your calendar out quickly yeah let me just write yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. no. 5th some... December mate 5th <laughs> December oh. it's always been the 5th December I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but yeah, like our, our party was a wedding, like it was, it was a party, man. Our wedding party was, it was a vibe. So, but the planning stage, it was definitely the Zen. The day itself was just about party vibes. And, you know, I think, I think at that age, like that's all it is. Like we didn't really care about anything else. We probably yeah. chose the wrong vendors. We, we definitely, yeah, we definitely chose the wrong vendor, vendor team for us, which is quite interesting. Maybe we can dive into that another time. But it's, yeah, it's, I've been on the other side of actually having a creative team that's just, yeah, didn't suit, didn't suit us, which was unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's one of those things in hindsight, it's great. You know, like in hindsight, we would have loved to have had more people at our wedding. In hindsight, we would have loved to have done X, Y, and Z differently. Um, I definitely think I'm going to make a note of that. I reckon we do an episode of like, if Matt and Tim replanned their wedding, what would they do to make it happen? <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. I reckon, I reckon people would be keen on that. Anyway, um, so let's just wrap it up there, I reckon. Let's just go back through. So we're going to re, we're just going to go through from one to nine, the personality traits that we think can affect how you plan your wedding. So we have number one, the thoughtful and metaculous planner. Number two, the Zen couple. Number three, the aesthetically focused. Number four is the traditionalist. Number five is the DIYer. Number six, your personal favorite, the Zillas. Number seven, the shipwrecks. Number eight, the introverts. And number nine, the party people. Absolutely. And I think there's a little bit of something in every single one of them that 
And most weddings do have, as we said. What are yeah. you going to say, Tim? You've got a big smile on your face. <laughs> when this episode drops, we're going to put a post up and we want you guys to comment which, which personality trait are you? And leave a comment in there. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe maybe we'll we'll reply back with what we think you are. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we'll just like I think it's it's definitely keen I'm definitely keen to find out some like honest truths here about what people think they are and then maybe we like, you know, maybe we'll touch base with you once your wedding's finished and find out how you all went with everything and maybe you can give us some like hints and tips we can share with people too because uh, I think like, you know, this is something that we probably don't talk about a whole lot in terms of the personality and we don't talk a whole lot about like how that can really affect your wedding day um, and it can affect it for, a, you know, a positive and a negative way, um, don't get me wrong. So Hopefully today's episode um, has been full of golden nuggets and helped you guys, um, yeah, just understand how you can do um, Just to bring wedding. some awareness, yeah, to... Yeah, and make yeah. it epic. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this, is a, this is a monster episode, man. Absolutely monster yeah. episode. So I'm, I'm let, excited by it. <laughs> let's uh, let, let's wrap it up now. But, mate, um, any, any closing thoughts before we say goodbye? Not overly. I feel like um, if you are one of these people... And you're like, oh, I don't know what I am. Like, if you're listening and you're like, I have no idea which personality trait I am. You're, you're, de- oh, you're, you're definitely a Zilla then, for sure. You're definitely a Zilla, yeah, 100%, because you're everything. Uh, no, but like, uh, I feel like it's okay not to know, but it's definitely something just to kind of like sit down and go, hey, what if I was to put myself into a position of like, you know, this, which one or which areas would I fall into? And how can I create an experience that I will enjoy? Because at the end of the day, whatever personality experience, like whatever is a personality you are, we want to highlight this so that the experience on the wedding day is as amazing and as epic as possible. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Amazing. Um, well, thank you very much. We hope this is, uh, you know, we, this, we know this has been a monster episode, but if you got to the end, we really appreciate it. And, uh, and of course, leave us a review. We absolutely love, love getting your reviews. Matt's head's already getting bigger. I can see him reading out some, but, um, yeah, we're going to leave it there. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Hey, mate, are you sick of the plain old written guest book that you'll never, ever read again? Yeah, absolutely. I actually don't think I've seen mine since my wedding night, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I've seen mine either, which is really interesting. But imagine capturing your guest voices with a retro phone that's a bit more epic and receiving all the recordings as an online gallery. That sounds absolutely amazing. Imagine all the like different voices you'll get to uh, hear from everybody. Some of the, the drunken ones and then also grandma maybe leaving you a, <laughs> a cute and romantic one as well. Sentimental voice memos from Nan and from family members and then just imagine the boys giving you an absolute roasting. <laughs> well, so good. Well, check out Off The Hook. Use our code MIE50 and get yourself a sneaky $50 discount.